Well, last week we started a series entitled Back to Church. And I believe that some of you are getting ready for church. Amen. I know you are not seeing my face mask, but I have it. I have it. In fact, bring me my face mask there. Somebody bring it for me there. I've got people here that are here with me this morning checking my back. I want to show you that I'm actually not here just like that. There is a face mask. I have it. Praise God. Here it is. So you can see that I'm not just here. Even if you don't see it, it's there. And don't make me put it. I don't want you to laugh at me. You guys, our president tried to put a face mask the other time. The next, <laughs> the next thing you start, you, you people, you started your own thing. So I learned a lesson right there. I'm not, I'm not going there that, that <laughs> this morning. So I just say he's here. But if you are expecting me to, to start, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do it, my friend. Back to the service. <laughs> Amen. All right. So listen. We started this beautiful series last week entitled, you know, Back to Church. And I want to take from there this morning and just give you a few more guidelines as the Lord is leading us back in his house. Hallelujah. And we're just going to take it from there this morning. So I want you to pick up from where I left last week. The very, very, very last scripture I gave you last week was Romans chapter 1 verse 11. The Bible says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, you are the best teacher. We surrender everything to you right now. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Hallelujah. Paul was speaking to the church in Romans and he said to them, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual blessing to make you strong. So, and we were seeing last week that there is a problem when the sheep is not seeing the shepherd. It's a serious problem. And you know, I want to tell you this morning that when you don't see your pastor, two things happen. Number one, you backslide. Easily. Number two, you can become an idol worshiper. What is an idol? An idol is anything you love more than God. And I want to take you straight into the word of the Lord to show you what happened when it's the church in the wilderness, the first church that God started, that was led by Pastor Moses. When they were no more seeing Pastor Moses for more than a month, what happened to them? Let's go to Exodus chapter 32, verse 1. The Bible says... And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and said to him, Come, make us a God who will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. The Bible says when Moses delayed, so they were expecting Moses to come a bit earlier. And we you know we were expecting the lockdown to finish in three weeks. And the lockdown has been delaying and finishing. We moved from level five, we went to level four, level four, level three. It just kept going. We are currently in level three. So it's been delaying. And many people that were thinking that the lockdown was not going to be there for a very long time, right now, I'm not, I'm, I don't know what is going on with them. 
So basically, what happened to these guys was that when Moses delayed, something else started taking shape. The first thing that happened, the Bible says, they assembled around or about error. So what happens when you don't see your leader for a while, for a long time, for a prolonged time? You will find yourself changing leadership. Now, they were led by Moses. All of a the sudden, they moved to Aaron. Aaron was never meant to lead them in anything. Aaron was supposed to assist Moses, not lead them. So what happens when you are no more in contact with your leader is that you start looking for another leader. You start looking for somebody else to lead. And that's what happened. So they went to Aaron and said to him, make us a God. Make us a God. The next thing that happened, all of these things that are happening is because Moses is not there. Because Moses is not there, number one, there is another, they, are, they have become disloyal. They are looking for other people to lead them right now. Number two, they are now beginning to consider the idea of changing gods. So first they change the leader. They are no more with the pastor that God gave them. Then automatically they are now under another influence. It is another God they want. So make us a God who will go before us. So they want to follow another God. If somebody is going before you, it means you are following the person. Say, so make us another God to go before us. I wonder the type of gods that people are following in this lockdown currently. The Bible says that they ask Aaron, please, this Moses, we don't know what is going on with him. And we don't know when the church are going to open and I've got issues here. I need to fix the problems that I have. I need to, and people start going, Lord, you can't believe. And they find themselves worshipping idols. These guys actually got Moses to make a golden calf for them. I mean, not, not Moses, Aaron, to make a golden calf for them. And they started worshipping the golden calf, saying that the golden calf is what brought them out of Egypt. In one night, many of them committed adultery, fornication, and it was a terrible thing. It was a terrible thing. And that is my concern this morning because, you see, I'm more and more aware that even if you are connected with me via that screen you are watching me from, I don't know whether God is still your God. I don't know whether he is still the one you are following. I don't know whether I'm still the pastor you are following. I'm not sure. And I want you to really think about it. Because just because you are connected with me via that phone or via that screen does not mean you are connected to God. The person you should ask yourself this morning if you are connected to is are you connected to God? Ever since the lockdown began, are you still in connection with God? The Israelites were in the place where God wanted them to be, but they had lost connection with God. And they had lost connection with the leader God gave them. May that never be your story in the name of Jesus Christ. So that is what we call backsliding. Backsliding is coming out of the position God gave you, number one. Number two, also replacing God with something else, which is also called idolatry. Idolatry is simply 
Anything or anyone that has taken the place of God in your life. Anything or anyone that you love more than you love Jesus right now, that thing has become an idol. And I believe that ever since the lockdown began, and you have not been coming to church physically, you have not been around believers, you have not been around pastor, you have even, even if you've been hearing him from time to time, it is not impossible that over these three months, some idols have begun to enter into your system. I will not be surprised to see that some of us watching this morning, God is no more your first love. Something else has become your first love. You see, in the book of Revelation chapter 2 verse 4, God speaks and says, Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. You have left your first love. You have left your first love. In the beginning, I was your first love. When you left Egypt, you were singing songs to me. When you were going through the wilderness, when you passed through the Red Sea, when you saw me providing, everything was fine. Everything was great. But when you entered this lockdown, and you could no more be in contact with me the way you used to, I wonder what has taken my place, God is speaking. I wonder what has become more important to you today than your God. And this morning, I want to quickly help you because, you see, it is not just about coming back to church. It's also about coming back to God. Coming back to your first love to God. Because God does not dwell in temple made by human hands. It is not about the building. It's about the fellowship. Not only the fellowship among us, but also your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That is the first thing. Your fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Just because you are holding the phone does not mean you are in fellowship with the Holy Ghost. It is not enough to be on church online. It is not even enough to be on church in the building. The most important thing is to be in fellowship with God. In fellowship with God. And there are many things that will come. Satan has many things that he comes with. And he causes people to break their fellowship with God and to hook them with something. Let me help you quickly. Disconnection with God is reconnection with Satan. I can give you a countless example. What you've just seen right now. The moment the Israelites disconnected from God, Satan has something to connect them to. The moment Adam and Eve disconnected from God, Satan connected them to something else. By the time God came to the scene, they had been reconnected. He had to ask, who, who spoke to you? They, they, had, they had been connected to somebody else. And it doesn't take long before Satan connects you to something else. Disconnection with God is reconnection with Satan. There are no neutral grounds. If you are disconnected from God this morning, you need to know, you don't, see, don't think you are just in the air. You are connected to something else. And that thing, the chances are that thing is not from God. Five idols that are lurking to disconnect you from God. Idol number one, the love of the world. Five things that if you watch, you will see that many people, even those that are watching this morning, many people have been taken away. The love of God, the first love, has been removed because of another love. And the first love I want to suggest to you this morning that could have been the one that stole the love of God from your heart is the love of the world. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 10, the Bible says, Demas fell in love with this present world and has deserted me going off to Thessalonica. Another version said, Demas has deserted me. Demas has gone away because he loved the world. 
Demas was called by God. Demas was a child of God. He loved God in the beginning. But the love of the world entered his heart. And by the time Demas could open his eyes, he was out of the church. He was out of the fellowship. He was no more following Paul in doing the work of ministry. Demas deserted Paul. He deserted Jesus Christ and started following vanity. Demas fell in love with this present world. He fell in love. First John chapter 2, verse 15, the Bible says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. You see, you might be saying, Pastor, but I'm in this. The Bible says we are in the world, but not of the world. And this world, brothers and sisters, I want to be honest with you, it offers very, very nice things. If you are not careful this morning, you will find out that the, the things of this world have enticed you. The same way they enticed Demas. Demas was going to be one of the sons of Paul. I'm sure there was going to be an epistle written the same way Paul wrote an epistle to Timothy. He wrote an epistle to Titus. He wrote an epistle for these guys. He was going to write an epistle to Demas. But Demas deserted because he loved the world. There are many people that have deserted the church because they love the music that the world is offering. Because they love the TV shows that the world is offering. Like even, even, this, even this stream it is boring to them. Because it does not have naked women and this and that and all those things. They love this world. They love the things of this world, the dressing of this world, the talking of this world, the habits of this world. They love it. Many Christians, I want to say to our shame, people of God, I want to say to our shame, many of us love the world. It's a fact. And many people want to be like the world. Not like God, like the world. I thought the world was supposed to be like us. But you find many believers, their role model is somebody in the world. The person they are following is somebody in the world. They love the world. They want to be successful in the world. They don't have any plan for the church. They don't have any plan to become a successful pastor, to become a successful bishop. No, they, even when they think about becoming a successful pastor, it's to make money. Not to save souls. Not to become successful by helping more people know God. They love the world. They want to make it big in the world. You will find rarely a Christian having goals. And those goals are spiritual goals. It's always goals that have to do with the world. And that is how the love of God gets stolen from our hearts. That is how another idol takes the place of Jesus in our hearts. Now I'm not saying that we shouldn't do what we have to do in this world. God placed us here. But I want you to be careful about what you, what you do in this world. I have seen far too many Demases. And I'm hoping that I'm not talking to one this morning. And I'm sure even as a minister, you can remember a Demas. You can remember a Demas. Somebody who loved God. Somebody who was serving God. Somebody who was on fire for Jesus. Just like Demas. But the love of the world. Something in this world captivated his soul. And today, he has deserted Jesus. He has deserted the church. 
I have come as a child of God and also as a messenger of God to help you this morning so that before you become, you enter the Demas realm, you can be brought back to the Timothy realm. Before you enter the Demas realm, you can bounce back to a Timothy realm this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 2, verse 17, the Bible says, And this world is fading away. You see, this world people are living, are abandoning God because of it. What they don't realize is that this world is fading away. Even coronavirus came to show us how fragile and how defective our world is. The strongest economy can't fight something they don't see. Coronavirus came to shame us and show us that the things we value so much, the things that we have abandoned the church, the things that we have left God for, don't matter. I remember when we had this move in, the, in, 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 this, in, in, in this South Africa called color blocking. I know people left God because of color blocking. To go and wear color blocking. Where is color blocking today? Not so long ago, we had blesser, 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 blesser. Where is blesser today? Every year, we have to record new songs. And before the end of the year, those songs are faded away. Those songs are the reason why some people, some Christians leave the church because of a song they want to go and dance in a nightclub. But before the end of the year, the song fades away. This world is fading away. I want to challenge you this morning to stop backing the wrong horse and to start backing the right horse. This world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. My prayer for you is that you will do what pleases God. You will not do what pleases the world. You will not be interested in pleasing the world. You will do what pleases God. Don't be fooled, my brother. Don't be fooled, my sister. Everything you see is passing away. Everything that looks good today, even the beauty of your girlfriend, just give her five years. You will not believe his hair again. You will not believe his hair. That beauty is fading away. Clothes are fading away. People are wearing Nike and they walk as if the creator of the world. Before the end of the year, Nike becomes spooky. Do not allow this thing to deceive you. Hallelujah. Mark 8.36. I hope I'm a blessing to somebody this morning. Mark 8.36. The Bible says, For what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world? This world, Demas, Demas has abandoned God because of the world. But he has abandoned God for something that is fading away, number one. Number two, the Bible asks a question, What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world? And lose his own soul. Do you know the price of chasing the world is your soul? The price for the world is not the sex you have, it's not the likes you get on Facebook, it's your soul. The actual price, Satan never tells you what it's gonna cost you to chase the fantasies he's presenting you every day, but the real cost. Is your soul. What shall it profit you if you even gain the whole world? And at the end of it, you lose the most precious thing you have, which is your soul. 
my prayer this morning is that somebody will reconnect to divinity. Somebody will realize that being with God is the best thing you can do for yourself. You see, Jesus says, this world will pass away, but my world shall never pass away. So if I were you, I will not continue living my life based on passing away things, fading away things. I will live my life based on something that is rock solid. And the only thing that is rock solid is the word of God. It's the word of God. Do not be a Demas. Do not be a Demas any longer. Somebody who used to love God, but today has turned away. I see you standing strong in your faith. The second love that can steal you from the first love of God is the love of money. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Wherever you see evil, know that there is love of money somewhere there. Every kind of evil, if you call it evil, money is involved. And the love of it for that matter. The love of money is the root, not the branch. What you see sometimes, man, you see the leaves, right? You see the fruit. But that is not the main thing. The main thing is the love of money. The root, they are inside, you can't see them. And some people craving money have wandered from the truth, the true faith. And pierce themselves with many sorrows. I think among the things that made Demas leave God was also the love of money. Because the Bible says you wander away from the true faith. Trusting God. Depending on God. Relying on God's word. Waiting on God. If God says tomorrow, you wait for tomorrow. You don't try to force it to happen today. Even this lockdown, we do not know all that God is doing through our lives. But I can tell you something, my brother and my sisters, that if you stick with God, you will never go down. If you stick with God, you will come with a testimony. If you stick with the word of God, you shall never be put to shame. Do not allow the love of money or desperation for money because things are getting a bit harder, things are getting a bit tougher. Now people are desperate. Before you know it, they are even ready to compromise their Christian values just because they want some money. Please stick with your father. This thing shall pass, but God will still be here. Long after Corona, you will still be in trust. You will still have faith in God. Don't allow the love of money in this present situation to cause you to deny God. Don't allow the love of money in this present situation to cause you to compromise your Christianity. Just because you need airtime, just because you need data, now you need to compromise being a Christian so that somebody can give you something. Stay strong. Stay strong. Believe God and trust God. Number three, the love of pleasure. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 4, the Bible says, they will be sneaky, reckless, and puffed up with pride. Instead of loving God, they will love pleasure. The King James Version says, lovers of pleasure instead of lovers of God. I'm showing you the things that can come to challenge the love of God in your heart. The love of the world. The love of money. And the love of pleasure. Now I'm talking to my people. My people like pleasure. We like having a good time. And many people have abandoned God because they are looking for pleasure. They say God is boring. Church is boring. Dating Christian people is boring. I want something that is exciting. The love of pleasure. 
The love of pleasure comes against the love of God. Which means that sometimes if you really want to follow God, listen, you cannot follow pleasure. Pleasure are delusive. Pleasure are deceptive. Jesus says, carry your cross and follow me daily. There will be great pleasure in heaven. I can promise you that. And even down here on earth, we have pleasure, but not the way the world has pleasure. Our pleasure is not the same. Many people, what they call pleasure is actually pressure. It's not pleasure. You will see them driving a car and it looks like they are enjoying. Meanwhile, there is a pressure on how to pay it at the end of the month. There is no pleasure. Sometimes pleasure is simply walking, not driving something you cannot afford. I think it's more pleasurable for me to take a taxi than to drive a car that I cannot afford. Because right now in this lockdown, that pleasure has turned into pressure for a lot of people. Yeah. Because behind that pleasure, people are not telling the truth. They can't sleep at night. They can't sleep at night. Better little with the fear of God than a lot with trauma. May God help us. Proverbs 21 verse 17. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will never be rich. Now you understand why people struggle. The Bible says he who loves pleasure will be a poor man. Because the road to prosperity is not paved with pleasure. But it is paved with sacrifices and pain and sorrow and difficulties. Now people who love pleasure do not take the road that leads to prosperity. They like the, the shortcuts. And the shortcuts lead to poverty. By taking shortcuts, you cut your life short. May God help you today. May God help you right now. Do not desire pleasure. Desire the will of God. And be ready to say, wherever the will of God takes me, I will go. I, and that's why the first Sunday dancer says, I want to go where you want me to go. I want to say what you want me to say. You are my first love. I'm in love with you. So whatever you say, that's what I'm going to do. Don't follow pleasure. Follow the will of God for your life. And you will never go wrong. Jesus, if Jesus was following pleasure, he was never going to carry the cross. He was never going to carry the cross. Christianity has been diluted these days because Christians don't want to carry the cross. They want pleasure. They want the easy way. That is not the Christianity I learned. And that is not the Christianity of the Bible. And what I like about God is that God has never lowered his standard for us. That now that these people are not ready to follow me, what am I going to do? No, he's still saying, carry your cross every day and follow me. Because God is not suffering from low self-esteem. If you are not interested, somebody else will be interested. I don't know about you. I am interested in following Jesus. Whatever the cost. Whatever the cost. Because the glory that awaits us is nothing compared to the light afflictions we go through. May God strengthen your heart this morning. Lover number four, that is on the way of you loving God, is the love of your boyfriend. The love of boyfriend and girlfriend. This one has stolen many Jesus lovers over the years. I wonder how many people are still loving Jesus now or have stopped loving Jesus in these three months because of a boyfriend. Because of a boyfriend. The Bible says in the book of Judges chapter 16, verse 4 and 5. 
Some time later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah who lived in the valley of Sorek. Some time later, Samson was supposed to fulfill the will of God for his life. He was supposed to do great things for God in his nation. But one woman, it just took one woman to take the mighty Samson down. A woman who Samson could swing his hand like this and kill Philistines. He took a jar of a donkey and killed a hundred, if not a thousand Philistines with one jar of a donkey. But a woman who cannot, like even if he breathes high, she will fly. She was able to take him down. Brothers and sisters, do not undermine the power that that person you see your, your beloved has over your life. You have no idea how that same person can cause you to miss God. It is God who gave Adam Eve and yet Eve caused Adam to miss God. The Bible says that she took the fruit and ate and gave to the husband and said, eat it. If you don't eat it, it means you don't love me. If you don't eat this fruit, Adam, I'm divorcing you. The love of your boyfriend. The love of your spouse. These people that come into your life and they start causing you to compromise your love for the master. They start challenging you. If you don't come now, I'm going to leave you. And you see all them running. Giving excuses to the pastor. Giving excuses why they can't stream. Some of the people, you send them airtime to stream. They stream for five minutes. Then they jump to start to talk to their boyfriend that doesn't stream. Talking nonsense. Instead of receiving help from above, you are going back to descend into error. Do not play with these things. Because the same book, verse 5 says, the ruler of the Philistine went to Delilah and said to her, entice Samson, entice him. Entice him to tell you what makes him so strong and how we can overpower him and tie him up. You see, the demons that are behind that person are saying to the person, entice her, entice him, and let him come to the place where we can overpower him. You see, his prayers are overpowering us. We cannot work in the family because of the way she's praying. We cannot work in that house because of the way he's praying. So go and entice his heart. Cause his heart to stop praying. Cause him to stop listening to podcasts. Cause him to never go again and, and pray and go to church. Take him away. Take her away. Take her away. And that is what starts happening. Samson found himself enticed. Receive liberty this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. First King chapter 11 verse 4, the Bible says, As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods. And his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his father had been. Women, Solomon who wrote the, the Proverbs, wisdom, a time came where the woman that he had allowed in his life, the Bible says they turned his heart.
He said, that's what happens when you backslide. Your heart turns. Your heart is no more for God. And if you are honest this morning as you are watching this, you know your heart. Everybody, you know your heart. You know where your heart is. That's what I started by saying. It's not about holding the phone or watching the screen. Where is your heart? Sometimes you are in the building, but your heart is somewhere outside. Your heart is in another person's pocket. Your heart is at the mercy of every word that comes out of her mouth. You are even ready to lie to your pastor because of her or because of him. Where is your heart? This word has come to set you free today. Do not allow Satan to take you away like Demas. Because that is the last time we heard about Demas. And I wonder where is Demas today. I can tell you where is Timothy. I can tell you where is Titus. I can tell you where is Jude. But I cannot tell you where is Demas. Because they love other things than God. Lastly, the love of your family. Family members have the capacity to take your heart away from God. In the book of Matthew, these are the words of Jesus. And I don't want, I mean, those of you that are watching as a family, please don't get, don't attack me today. I'm just going to read the scripture. I want to read the words of Jesus. If you had a Bible and the words of Jesus are peculiar, you are going to say that they are in red. So I'm going to read what Jesus said. I'm reading from the Good News Translation. The Bible says, your worst enemies will be the members of your own family. These are not my words. Jesus is the one speaking here, please. He says, your worst enemies. And if you don't believe it, just go and ask Joseph what happened to him from his own family. And I pray that that family, your family will not be your worst enemy, but your greatest encourager. But based on what you see here, your worst enemies will be the members of your own family. Those who love their father or mother more than me are not fit to be my disciples. Those who love their sons or daughters more than me are not fit to be my disciples. The key words here is more than. More than. God is not saying you shouldn't love your father. God is not saying you shouldn't love your father, your mother, your son, your daughter. No. But it says if you love them more than you love him, in other words, they have his place in your heart. They have become an idol. Because the Bible says you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. When you love anything else more than God, including your husband, your husband has become an idol. Anything you love more than God. That's why family can become a problem. Sometimes when you really want to do the will of God, the first person that will stand on the way is your mother or your father or your uncle or your brother or your sister. Satan can use them against you. Satan used the brothers of Joseph to kill his destiny if God didn't help him. The Bible says that the brothers of Jesus did not believe in him. They didn't believe in him. They believed later. Isn't it the same Jesus who says, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own house. So sometimes you will find yourself, you love God, and your family starts accusing you and saying that you are too religious, and before you know it, the love of God starts growing cold in your heart. They start persecuting you. I'm talking to somebody this morning and I'm asking you to review your heart. What has stolen the love of God from your heart? Is it your father? Is it a boyfriend or a girlfriend? 
Is it the love of pleasure? Is it the love of money, the desire to have a great career and become a great person? Is it the love of the world? That you just love this world. You don't love God. You just love the world. My prayer is that none of those things, the love of the world, the love of money, the love of pleasure, the love of beloveds, the love of family, none of those five things will be strong enough to take away the love of God from your heart. And I'm reading as a close, Romans 8, 38, the Bible says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. You see, God loves you so much, he says nothing can separate you from his love. And I pray that you will also be able to say, nothing can separate me from God. I love him and nothing will separate me from him. That is my prayer for you today. That the love of God, the first love, will be rekindled. That church online is not where the journey stops. That when we say bye-bye, you also don't close your heart until next Sunday. But that you will be able to continue loving God throughout the week, serving Him, following Him all the days of your life. May God bless you. Not right about now, I'm going to just right now, I'm actually just going to pray. And I want to pray for somebody that is saying this morning, Father, from today, I would like to give my life to Jesus. I want to be connected to Jesus. I believe that you've heard the message and God has spoken to you. How about you make a decision today and you say, from today, I want to live for God. I want to give my heart to Jesus. If that is you, you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to be born again, right now in this place, I want to pray with you. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. Right now, I believe my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Hallelujah.